0: Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. <laughs> I hope you are well. So this just in, we've got Jeff Snyder coming out along with someone who I think is incredibly underrated named Lance Roberts. If you haven't heard of Lance, uh, you should definitely look him up on Twitter. We're going to go over to a couple charts that he's pointing out that shows us the recession countdown has officially started. And we're going to be going over some yield curve stuff and kind of put the, we're going to connect the dots for you here, but let's get right into it by going over to this zero hedge article. Recession odds jump as the Fed crushes consumers. And uh, this is from Lance. Like I was saying, his investment website is realinvestmentadvice.com. So you've got to check that out. Let me go ahead and see if we can zoom in a bit because this has some really awesome charts that I want to show you guys. Let's get down to, um, well, first let's start by looking at this chart that we use in the thumbnail. And this is the twos and the tens, something we've been talking about on this channel quite a bit. Let me make sure there's the twos and the tens. So this is the 10 year minus the two year. So when we see the red, that means that the two year yield is higher than the 10-year, meaning the yield curve is inverted. And as you guys would imagine, blue, good, red, bad. But it's not just red, bad. It's red going from blue is very, very bad. And that's what tells you the recession is pretty much on your at your doorstep or the recession is knocking on your front door. <laughs> so why do I say that? And this is another one of those things that just happens over and over and over and over and over again. You go all the way back to the 1950s, and it happens this way 95% of the time. And the only time that it didn't happen this way was back in 1964 or 65 when GDP went from 10% all the way down to 0.2. So, okay, we didn't technically have a recession. GDP, real GDP wasn't negative. But, I mean, it went down by 10% for heaven's sakes. (laughs) So I would call that uh, close enough for government work, right? So in my mind, the yield curve is pretty much 100%. And it just blows me away that I hear all of these pundits on CNBC, on Bloomberg. I mean, I'm even on my phone, on like Twitter, and I listen to some of the spaces there with a lot of these experts and a lot of guys and gals that are way smarter than I am. But they sit there and talk about all this stuff and all the jobs numbers and, you know, trying to overanalyze the the CPI data and saying that, oh, well, you know, the CPI is coming down nicely. So the Fed isn't going to have to uh, continue to hike rates and that's going to be great. And they're just talking about all of these different types of things. And they never bring up the yield curve. It's like, how are we not talking about the elephant in the room. It's just, it's beyond me. Like, yeah, and and they talk about the banking crisis. Well, it's just a one-off and it's just Silicon Valley Bank and they didn't have their asset side of their balance sheet hedged and they had all of these flighty types of liabilities. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But the yield curve is telling us that that was just the initial crack in the dam, that it's not about Silicon Valley Bank, signature, Credit Suisse. That was just a symptom of the underlying cause. And the real problem has not been fixed. And the real problem is going to show itself most likely sometime in 2023 or the beginning of 2024. And they the, the, and the fact is the yield curve is almost perfect at predicting this stuff. And it is true. Sometimes you get, we'll call it a garden variety recession. But what are the probabilities that we get a garden variety of recession, even something like the dot-com bust with consumer debt, corporate debt, sovereign debt at all-time highs. And what I mean by that is if you have that high debt load, you need more debt to service that, right? The the, the money supply, if you will, the credit supply needs to expand, or you need to have high rates of velocity. So how do you get the, and usually when you have high rates of velocity, you see economic activity. So if you are t- assuming that we have the bullwhip effect, that we have no more stimmies, no more PPP, we have all of this sugar rush kind of as, as as that pig that is now leaving the backside of the Python, that fiscal pig is going through that Python. And my buddy, Adam Taggart talks about that. Great metaphor, Adam, <laughs> if I'm using that term correctly. Uh, but but that's kind of what's happening. We're seeing the tail end of that, no pun intended. But you combine that with the bullwhip effect and everything else, and it, it's, it's not outrageous to sit there and say, okay, we're most likely going to see economic activity contract, even if you're someone that believes that consumer prices are going to remain high unless we get a big black swan, and then they're going to go right back to where they were, very similar to the GFC and Q1, Q2 of 2009. And even the Peter Schiff types, I think, would, would be willing to admit that, yes, I'm an inflationist long-term, but if we do have a black swan type of event, which is likely what the yield curve is predicting, that we could see some serious disinflation. And it could possibly get below 2%, but I think my good buddy Schiff would say the only way that it's going to go below 2% is if we have some sort of crisis event. The Fed isn't going to be able to get inflation down below two percent or to their two percent target on their own, and and I would completely agree with that. But getting back to this chart, uh, the point I really want to drive home, and I, I know I've been beating this to death lately, but I'm doing so because it's just so important that we go into the rest of 2023 20, with our eyes wide open and not just kind of whistling by the graveyard. Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Got a quick question for you. Are you someone that realizes we are headed straight for an economic recession, maybe even worse? Do you also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis? We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them. It's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you The Rebel Capitalist finds solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of of out-of-control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalist Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event that's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond, go to rebelcapitalistlive.com, and I will see you in Orlando. Getting back to the chart, we need to remember that the red line is just the initial warning phase that, hey, we've got storm clouds that are brewing here. Hey, we've got that economic tsunami that's coming our way, but it's still, whatever, you know 500 miles off of shore. But this is something you need to start preparing for now. If you're in a house that's in a coastline city, you don't need to head for the hills right now, but you need to start buckling down the hatches. You need to make sure that you've got all the food that you need packed into your car so you can go up to the hills on a moment's notice. That's basically what this red line is. But what happens is when the red line goes and turns back into the blue line, that's when the yield curve is telling you, okay, that economic tsunami, it's a mile offshore. And now you need to get the heck out of Dodge and all that preparation that you've been doing for the last six, nine months, now you need to execute that game plan. Thank goodness you've got the food in your car. Thank goodness you've got that, whatever, Airbnb set up in the hills or something like that. Now you're ready. You pack your family. You get in the diesel truck or whatever you have, and you drive up to the mountains, and you know that you're safe, and you can rest easy. Hopefully, you help your friends out, and you communicate the message so no one's in that town when the economic tsunami actually hits the shore. That's, that's what this is all about. And that's why I'm just pounding the table on this till I'm blue in the face. So that's the first chart. But now let's go over to Jeff Snyder's Twitter feed because he makes some great points here, as always. So this was from last night. He says, first they pay. Now what Jeff did, let me be clear, is he went back and he's looked at the Fed minutes. So what they're actually saying in the FOMC meetings. So not just what they tell the reporters, not just what they tell the mainstream media, but what are they actually saying in these meetings? So he points out, first, they said, pay no attention to the inversion. And and it, it wasn't just the Fed. It was everybody in the mainstream media. They were all saying that this time it's different. In fact, I remember when I first started doing videos on the yield curve inverting, Everyone was telling me that it was just fake news. Oh, remember that? I'm sure you guys can remember back six, nine months when everyone's saying, oh, you can't pay any attention to the yield curve. The Fed is manipulating it too much. Remember that? Or, oh, well, the Fed's done so much quantitative easing. You really can't pay any attention to the yield curve anymore. Okay, tell that to Silicon Valley Bank. Tell that to Credit Suisse. So they go from saying, oh, don't pay any attention to the inversion and then he pointed out that they said, the twos and tens is nonsense. What we really need to focus on are the three-month forward spreads. I think that's what the Fed calls that very esoteric number. But as we pointed out the other day on one of my videos, and I can, uh, Josh, why don't you go ahead and pull up the chart if you've got it there handy. And uh, that, that, has not, that now has gone completely negative. And it went negative probably three months ago. So the Fed can't sit back and say, "Oh, well, the 2s and 10s don't matter. It's all about the 3-year forward spread" because now that looks just as ugly as the 2s and 10s. And then they claimed, now we're going back to what Jeff is saying, then they claimed that the unemployment rate meant recession was impossible. Remember Janet Yellen? Now they admit there's going to be a recession, but only a mild one. So I didn't even realize this, but in their most recent meeting, they the consensus with the Fed Group is that yes, we will have a recession, but it's just going to be mild. So we go from, oh, don't worry about it, to, oh, well, okay, it's nothing to worry about yet because our curve hasn't inverted. Then their curve inverts. Then we go to, oh, well, although this is looking bad, we need to ignore all of our indicators that we said two years ago were impeccable. We need to ignore those now too because it's impossible for us to have a recession, because the labor market is so tight, because unemployment is at 3.5%. Now they notch it down again and say, okay, well, it is true that unemployment is low, but um, yeah, okay, uh, we'll probably have a recession. So Jeff's point, I think it makes a lot of sense, is that they're just going to keep ratcheting expectations down until we have whatever's coming our way, call it GFC 2.0. And then they're going to say, Oh, and you guys know what the narrative is going to be in the mainstream media. Nobody could have seen this coming. Nobody. I mean, who would have known, you know, nobody in Bloomberg wasn't talking about it. CNBC wasn't talking about it, right? No one in the, uh, the FT wasn't talking about it. This was just completely out of nowhere. So it's not our fault. We're still experts. While all these people on YouTube And all these people in the alternative media space, I've been sitting here pounding the table saying, hello, look at this powerful indicator that's been right nine out of 10 times, or I would say 10 out of 10 times going all the way back to the 1950s. The thing that you guys have ignored and tried to just sweep under the rug as though it doesn't exist, The, 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 the the most powerful indicator in macroeconomics, for heaven's sakes. All the experts just completely ignore, and then they are gonna they're gonna come out. You guys know this darn well. You you guys have seen this movie over and over and over again. They're gonna sit there and say that no one could have predicted this when the yield curve had been predicting it for nine months, for heaven's sakes, for anyone who was willing to pay attention. But Jeff goes on with some some more great tweets. Here we go. This is the one I wanted to focus on. So now the Fed is at the mild recession stage, and the so they're expecting that, okay, now we're just going to go ahead and we'll just need to pause because we have raised interest rates high enough to where we can have this beautiful soft landing butterfly with sore feet. But Jeff points out yet the curves who have been predicting this for nine months, for heaven's sakes, are saying that Jerome Powell and the FOMC is completely wrong. Once again, they're lit- misleading you, whether it's intentional or not, I'll let you be the judge. Because they're still predicting that we're going to have, in Jeff's words, not mine, massive rate cuts, massive rate cuts. And Jeff is just articulating what the curves are telling him based on not what people are saying, but what people are doing with their money. And that's a lot different. And it's not just people. It's these huge pools of money all over the world. These giant sovereign wealth funds, these pension funds, these hedge funds, the all of these guys and gals who have seen this many, many times. This isn't their first rodeo. And they're preparing, they're setting they're hedging their portfolio and they're doing they're positioning themselves for what they see coming. And by them positioning themselves, that shapes the yield curve. And that gives us the information that we need to know what they see coming. And they've got all this boots on the ground intel and all of this insider information that we will never be privy to. And just to reiterate, they are saying that the Fed isn't just going to pause. They're going to drop rates and it's going to drop like a like a rock. And they're going to drop by you know 100, maybe 120 basis points. So what we need to pay attention to as prudent investors here, as, as smart rebel capitalists, is going back to Lance's Chart is we need to pay attention to the twos and tens to know when this red line is turning into the blue line. So you get hyper focused on the two year yield and the 10 year yield. Right now it's like this, but when that two year yield gets down to the 10 year and then goes below it, that's when the red line turns into the blue line and the yield curve is no longer inverted. And nine times out of 10, that's when the stuff hits the fan. In fact, it I, think, I thought it was funny because in one of these tweets, Jeff actually used that phrase. Here we go. He says, that's how you know it's hitting the fan. <laughs> All right, great place to end it, guys. Again, it's not rocket science. Just pay attention to the two-year and the 10-year. And when that red line turns into the blue line, that's when you need to make sure you've got your... Car packed with food, packed with sleeping bags, packed with tents, your family's ready to go because that's when you need to be prepared to get in that car and get up to the mountains ASAP because that tsunami is not 100 miles away from shore, but now it's only two or three miles from shore. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism, and to make sure that you check out rebelcapitalistlive.com, get your tickets to Rebel Capitalist Live ASAP because you don't want to miss out on these incredible speakers that will help you navigate whatever is going to come our way throughout 2023 and beyond, not just from a standpoint of finances, but maybe more importantly, from a standpoint of liberty, freedom, and especially privacy, in today's day and age of central bank digital currencies, speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Robert Barnes, Jeff Snyder, just to name a few. You can check it out and get your tickets at rebelcapitalistlive.com. And I will see you on the next video.